everybody. Welcome to an all-new episode of the Drunk Friend Podcast. As always, we're your host. I'm Trav. I go by Nest Friend there on the old YouTube. And I'm with Alex, of course, SNES Drunk. Alex, how's it going, my friend? It's going. It's going. It's going. Uh, played, some, played some That's Green great. Dog this week. And I've got oh, hell yeah, every, everybody in the comments, not everybody, but like every other comment for that video, it made me laugh is like, the reason it makes you want to say green, uh, let me let me start out with the yard. Well, actually, the reason that you want to say green dog like that is because he's from Game Shack, and that's what he does. <laughs> did you know that? Did you, did you know that's why you're saying it? <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I freaking, that's, that's the reference. Yes. Congratulations. Yep. You got the joke. Yeah. yeah. And it's just one after another, after another, after another. And it's like, good God, man. But yeah, I guess I wasn't, uh, I didn't ham it up, ham it up enough on that, uh, on, on yeah, that you joke. Didn't sell the it. They, didn't they sell thought it. you were legitimately confused. Yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah. Why am I saying green dog? <laughs> oh, man. I do like. Well, maybe one day I, we'll it, get the sacker on here and we can talk some green dog with the man himself. The but sack. Until then, Joe, Joey, yeah. Joey Sachs. Isn't that, Joey Sachs isn't that his real here. name? Joey Sachs? It's Joe something. I know, I know it's Joe something, but do you think do you think he would really hate on a scale of one to ten? How much would he, how how annoying would we be if we just called him Joey Sachs the whole time? <laughs> and we just thought that was his name. We didn't even sell it as a joke. Joey Sachs, thanks for joining us on the show. We appreciate it. But it does make me. Yeah. It does bring about a question. If you could pick, like Redifer, I think. Sorry, go ahead. Oh, that he does have a last name. Yes. So if you could pick a game to meme into being good, into thinking that people might be tricked into, because it seems like every retro YouTuber guy has their like one weakness, because with CGR game, with the CGR guy, it was, uh, what about Truxton, right? Yeah, it's Truxton. With, Truxton. with, uh, with GameSack, it's Green Dog. And with me, it's, mm-hmm. I'm not even sure what it is. I, 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 it's probably a lot of games at this point, because, there's like 700 videos, but um, if you mm. had pick, if you could pick a uh, NES game to to get people to play, ironically in a in a, in, a, in a manner of speaking, do you have a pick? That is that's a really good question. Yeah, to, to meme into relevance, you're saying? Yes, exactly. Meme oh, into re- as just some forgotten, long ass forgotten game. Yeah, I think it's got to be something by like I think Gary Kitchen has to be involved, <laughs> and it, it's probably got to be Battle Tank. That's got his name on it. Yeah, it's I was an awful game. That you got to lean into that at this point. You've done four videos in a row with with <laughs> Gary Kitchen prominently it featured. Like it's, it. it's Gary Kitchen's yeah. nest friend at this point. <laughs> I mean, the guy dominates oh, the channel. Love oh yeah, I'm sure he would love that. Yeah. Oh man, I, I do enjoy how you, you pointed out earlier that. Uh, yeah, people are up in your comments saying like, "What you guys go find the Gary Kitchens, put him on your show," and I'm like, I don't think that guy would like us very much for one thing. Not yeah. Who the hell knows what he's doing in the world at this point? Well, I I got curious just now. I typed in Gary Kitchen. He's got a website, GaryKitchen.com. There is contact information. <laughs> You know, to to be real about the about the Kitchenator, as I often call to call him affectionately. Uh, I do love him. Now, I do meme him a little bit because a lot of his games are just kind of ho-hum, but, man, he came from a Wild West time of, of game development, man. He put a lot of ideas out there. I think I think he's a cool dude. And I, I get why he leaned into the Gary Kitchens thing. It's the whole reason uh, that was a thing at the time uh, is because he felt shafted by publishers, developers, all that mm-hmm. sort of stuff because he wasn't getting enough credit for his work. Uh he thought um, there was a kind of a, a fledgling th- idea back then that game devs should be seen as like musicians or, you know, actors or something like that. Like they should be on that same on a similar level. So he uh, was like, oh, fine, I'm going to put I'm going to be uh, uh, proactive here and make games and uh, put my name all over everything. Yeah, that's I think that's yeah, what yeah, he man. was going for. I say, get it, Gare Bear. Go get yours. I, I, I think it's fair share. Fair to say that at this point, uh, in retrospect, he did not get his. All he got was a bunch of mediocre <laughs> games. That's true. Which we wouldn't say to his face here. 
But um, yeah, he's an interesting guy. You know, maybe 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 one day. I don't know. Maybe he he might be like, yeah, the NES wasn't the best forum, but it made the most money. I don't know. Maybe he'd, he'd be realistic about it because I mean, to play those today, they're not that. Maybe they were considered better back in the day. I don't know. Yeah. At least maybe decent rentals or not. I mean, they're not they're not the worst games. They're just very average. Yeah. And they they yeah. So I mean, he made some very average stuff. That's that's okay. He was making C's, you know? <laughs> right. C's get degrees. That's right. You know, it's like just like when people would rip on Jason Campbell, the the quarterback. Oh yeah, uh, the, the Auburn, Auburn Auburn guy. Yeah, in in the pros, you know, he he was a perfectly okay starter. That's that's why he stayed in the league for as long as he did, like ten years with like five different teams, and he just bounced around. He was a solid backup. He was totally average. Like he, you're not going to win a playoff game with the guy, but you'll go eight and eight. You'll go seven and nine. You might sneak. You might get lucky and go nine and seven. But you're not. You're sure as hell not winning a playoff game with him. But he's average. It's okay to be average. It's okay. <laughs> it's it's fine. We're average. This yeah, is average, ass podcast. average ass podcast. Average ass podcast. That's right. Well, hey, speaking of average ass, Green Dog. Yeah, Green Dog uh-huh. is is definitely a a product of its time. I can see why it's been memed into a uh game into something better and bigger than what it really was by uh mr mr joey Sachs, but uh it, it is a perfectly you know it, it's fine it's a 2d platformer it does some different stuff it's really forgiving you're constantly picking up life and stuff like that sodas replenishments all that sort of stuff it's not awful i, I don't know i guess i've i've been too far in the dregs of uh what do you call yeah. it uh of of the super nintendo catalog because uh yeah, there's there's some real crap there, but uh, and it's no and you know Green Dog's nowhere near the worst game on Sega Genesis. It's just that people have these expectations, like they want like AAA quality for you know these unknown games, and it's like that's just not gonna happen. You got to take what you can get and enjoy it for what it is. And some people that's right. Some people do that. Some people don't accept that. They say it's unacceptable. So that's <laughs> their problem, and they're. That's that's fine. And those people are all over your comments, right? Man. Yeah, they, they the worst. They they give their opinion of the game before even watching the video. And you know, it I guess some people treat YouTube comments like it's a bulletin, you know, like old school bulletin board forum format. Mm, yeah. And they just spout their thoughts like right with based on seeing the title and the thumbnail and they just blah blah blah. They probably have it muted. And they just go in and make their comment. They respond to other people's comments. They correct people. You know, they correct me sometimes. They can't correct me a lot, actually. But it <laughs> it ends up being, uh, you know, kind of counterintuitive because it's yeah, it's we're all talking about the same thing, but nobody's really on the same page. Because <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I don't really look at very many comments anymore. I just kind of take a glance to make sure I didn't egregiously fuck anything up too badly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh did i miss something really bad i'm kind of over that though at this point but um yeah it's uh, i mean yeah you know what you're doing at this point too it's yeah it's it's rare that you're going to make any major gaffe but I, you know you made a good point i think some people literally just wake up go in there and start comment like they as soon as the video starts playing they pause it they're like stop playing and then they scroll down so they can get into that comment section because i find that a lot of people like to drop a lot of their fun facts in there that I have in the video. Yeah. I'm like, why are you just, why are you typing my video back to me? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's in there. I don't know if you saw it or not, but I'm pretty sure I said that. Uh, yeah, the, the answer is no, they didn't see that <laughs> or they didn't hear that rather. Yeah. So no, that's, it's just, how do I, you know, can they, uh, best case scenario, peep, some folks just want to feel like they're contributing to the conversation worst case scenario they just want to make everything about themselves so that's true at, at every yeah. opportunity which is really obnoxious but uh yeah it's uh it, it's all over the internet it's not just youtube it's everywhere that's true well you did the green dog and i did we, we talked about gary kitchen earlier i did ghoul school which is a 
uh, Gary Kitchen production, which I just looked. He doesn't list that on his um, on his website. He has a, uh, a his like product history. Mm-hmm. He, he he lists a specific group of games. Uh, Goal School, not one of them, but he is the uh, one of the lead people on there because I I see the credits. I got the credits out here. So it's weird. It's weird what he's he, he did select Battle Tank. Real proud of that one. Got his name on it. Can't hide from it. But uh, it's weird. But yeah, Ghoul School, pretty average. It's a lot like the Simpsons games. Uh, your attack is is awful. You got it, it, unless you get like the projectile attack. You got to be like right beside an enemy. You're taking damage all day long. Yeah, it's one of those aggravating games. Yeah, melee attacks with a uh, in in a two D action platformer like that are not fun. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty rough. Also, the I'll give it cr- a, a little bit of credit in that it's a fairly sprawling game. Like it's got a lot of it's big big high school big map. You got to you got to chart your map as you go. And I could see that back in the day, you know, when you didn't have like a lot of better games to play. Maybe you did rent it. Like charting a map in a game was kind of fun. I don't find that as fun now for a game like this. That might be fun for like a a true D&D like dungeon crawler game. But sure. when I'm wanting to go through a high school and like whack enemies, I ain't looking to get a map out, you know? Yeah. Well, and just like Metroid, it even even today is a little rough to play because there's no map. Granted, there's a uh, um, uh, ROM hacks that help uh, fix that problem, that or patches rather, not not hacks, but improvement patches that do add uh, a map interface on uh, NES Metroid. But I don't know. I, I've always thought that was kind of a pain in the ass. So right, yeah. I mean, for like like for games like that where you are fluidly going from one section to another, it's not like you know like a uh, uh, what's that uh, game I'm thinking of? Um, sh- like Shadow... Uh, Shadow Run? God damn. Shadow some bullshit? What's the name of that point and click game? Shadow? Shadowgate. Like Shadowgate. Shadowgate. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Shining in the Darkness, where mm. you are like first person. You got to go left to right. Okay, I'm going left, going right. Uh, but when I'm when I'm just bopping around and the screens are transitioning real fast, I'm just trying to like fight shit. Yeah. I ain't really worried about... A big map. It gives it gives the game a uh, an awkward rhythm because you're always yes, pressing pause, exactly. and uh, you know, oh, gotta draw the next screen. Oh, pause, draw the next screen. Uh, you know, on your little napkin on your coffee table with your your pen that sometimes doesn't write. Um, it's it's a pain in the ass. I I just it's it's exactly annoying. I I can see that you know it wouldn't bother me nearly as much if I had no other alternative and if. You know, games hadn't progressed light years from where they were back then. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it's uh, I don't know. Yeah, that that kind of thing is is the hardest to uh, rationalize today. Uh, given given the God, I'm I'm umming and uhing more than Barack Obama so far in this podcast. I don't know what my deal is. Can't can't get my Alex. Uh, I need you to uh, <laughs> calm down. Focus on what uh, you're saying. Can you? That's pretty good, Obama, right there. So you did a good Biden uh, a couple weeks ago. Oh, so. oh folks, oh, my dad. Folks, <laughs> <laughs> come on, let's get real, folks. My dad. <laughs> it's, like, it's like this. There it was. My dad. That's that's my favorite uh, <laughs> Bidenism. He, he always me. brings up his dad, <laughs> like, even in press conferences. My dad always said, "It's like what? <laughs> what the hell?" <laughs> but back to the game uh, I'll close it off by saying I do like the theme I like a haunted high school in a video game that doesn't happen often so I think that it's it's very Treehouse of Horror and I dig that yeah but, that's cool uh, and that, that's probably what inspired it to be honest with you because I know I know Gary was the Simpsons guy he did a couple of the Sim- Simpsons sure. games but uh, yeah, damn it just could have been better could have been better Gary yeah I'm not gonna lie to you buddy yeah could have been better but uh that's yeah, it's you know good good at the time for as as like a, a rental if you're into that kind of thing where it's like the longer the rationalization the, the more words you <laughs> have to use to rationalize it the uh worse off you are yep yep amen well let's get into some emails it's another email episode. Because we're having we're having a real whale of a time getting some guests to settle into this damn podcast. Yeah. So Alex and I said, "F it, we'll just do it ourselves." Yeah. Well, if that's one thing I've learned about this uh, whole podcast adventure is that uh, what people expect from podcasts. It's like sometimes people just want like the same two dudes bullshitting for an hour, <laughs> just to you know, because because it makes them feel like they're you know hanging out. 
Yeah, that's true. We're just hanging out with everybody. Yeah. And and for folks that may not know, if I sound you you might not be picking it up, but I got I got some Invisalign over the last couple of weeks. Oh. And uh I feel that it's impacting my speech on my end. But when I hear myself, because I've I've edited some podcasts already and I'm like, well, I don't really hear it as much. So but if if anyone out there's like Travis sounds like he's chewing on pencils, uh that's what's up. So Oh, you're not actually up. chewing on pencils? I thought you you had like a pen in your mouth or something. <laughs> I, no, I'm just I cut back. I don't cut back. <laughs> I don't even I don't hear any difference at all personally. So you're 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 good. you're good. You're good to go. Good, good, good. Well, our first email calls us all out. It's titled We're Old. It says, Hi drunk friends. Do you ever feel like a chump for playing these old games no one cared about thirty years ago? Recently, I was interested in playing a fan-made demake of Final Fantasy VII on the NES, but I stopped myself when I realized that I've owned the Final Fantasy VII remake on PS4 for over a year and haven't touched it yet. What the hell is wrong with me? Is it purely nostalgia for the beautiful sprites and ugly polygons of the 80s and 90s that keeps us playing? Stay drunk, Mike Carney. It's an interesting question because I think uh, I do this all the time. I'll, I'll pass up on this new shiny thing I just bought for my... PS4, my Switch, my Xbox, whatever it is. Maybe I pre-ordered it months ago. I said, I'm excited to play this whole thing. It's still wrapped in its cellophane. And meanwhile, I'm over there playing ghoul school like an idiot. <laughs> so what is it? What's going on? I don't know. Um, I feel like that that's kind of above my pay grade because then we start going into like the psychology of how popular <laughs> culture changes and evolves and how we either choose to go along with it or we just kind of stay in our lane. There are a few games, newer games, that come by and really pique my interest. And, and you know, like, uh, the Dark Souls series is fun, uh, Stardew Valley. But even then, like, Stardew Valley is a throwback visual style and sound style and all that. So, I don't know. I guess it's just a, it's, it's what I'm really comfortable with. And plus, I, I do tend to really suck with um, newer games, especially trying to play first person shooters with a controller i just can't do it like i've never been able to get the hang of that i have to have keyboard and mouse for first person shooters uh-huh. and there aren't that many keyboard mouse first person shooters game i've felt like playing in the past uh i don't know how many years i i still always go back to like doom 2 or even some of the apogee <laughs> games like uh uh rise of the triad uh stuff like that I, it's it's really just like the the kind of control scheme that I, I think it really boils down to for me personally. Now that I think of it, is is not necessarily the the visuals and the sound like some like nostalgia bomb that I can't get over. It's it's the controls that I'm most familiar with. I've always been kind of lousy at 3D games, especially like third person like over the shoulder style stuff like Returnal which I was the most mm-hmm. recent one I played and I'm I that game is really hard but I was fucking terrible at it <laughs> but uh <laughs> I don't know if you've played that one but uh it's it's I'm aware of it but I've not played it's it it's pretty now. damn awesome but uh yeah and like the Dark Souls types type games Bloodborne uh I those games are really hard and maybe that's why I'm terrible at them cuz they're just too hard and I'm not I'm just intuitively not very good at 3d games but uh yeah i think it boils down to comfort with controls for me anyway what about you interesting well i'm curious do you think if you didn't have uh this somewhat of a responsibility responsibility i'm going to blame that one on the uh, invisalign somewhat of a responsibility to the uh, the snes drunk youtube channel do you think you would play more modern games and less games from that era the arcades and stuff or do you think you'd still be digging around in there regardless of whether you had a uh, some videos to make oh 100 percent, still be digging around this is fun okay yeah okay and especially doing you know i feel i feel like i'm still catching up on on stuff i don't like following anything on real time i i brought this up the other day with somebody i forget uh but it's i i always resent being told by exterior external forces what to what to play what to do because i remember going to the grocery store and i was this is back in the day when i was broke and i could only buy what was on sale because it was all i could afford and here i am buying like this crappy alfredo sauce and (laughs) this other like cheap pasta and some other stuff and i'm like well i guess this is what i'm eating today whether i like it or not Uh, and it's just 
like really this is this is what i have to settle for i don't want to have to do that so i following stuff in real time and and i i i, I don't like it it kind of sucks i understand that i am similar uh in a lot of ways grew up always being a little bit behind like a, a generation behind i got all of my consoles all of my clothes were hand-me-downs so yeah i i'm kind of the same way that's an, another reason why i don't like I, w- I shouldn't say I don't like, but w- one reason I don't usually get into and play a lot of the multiplayer games is because I'm so far behind the hype, and I don't want, like you said, to be forced by these external forces to p- get this game just because it just, just came out. Because it's so just now came we out. we yeah. all have to play it right now. Yeah, I'm like, I don't want to play. Yeah, it right I don't. Now. I got really other shit I want to do. <laughs> like I don't feel like playing that right now. I'd rather play. Uh, granted, that that's that's not to say that there aren't games out there that when they come out, you're not ex- mm-hmm, like when yeah. that Ninja Turtles beat 'em up comes out next year. You, you I'm dropping everything to play that because it looks awesome like it looks like exactly super fun i remember when streets of rage 4 came out i played that right away so that's not to say that when something new hits the horizon it's uh comes over the horizon rather what's what the hell am i saying uh when something new comes out i i I do uh still you know get excited i'm still capable of that i just don't like being like uh oh well the bullshit simulator number 45 is out uh let's you know, drop everything we're doing and we, we have to play that because we have to be part of the conversation. Otherwise, we're going to be left out. And it's like, no, I don't care. Like, I'm, I don't feel like playing that. So I'm just going to I'm going to do me. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah. I, I do think it's interesting. Our versions of Mew that we get excited for our Streets of Rage 4 and Ninja Turtles. <laughs> of course. Yeah. <laughs> which are, are they're comforts they're they're yeah. new versions of old comforts I, which is what we enjoy i was excited for returnal just because it, it really looked like something different and it was uh the weapon system is awesome um the uh what do you call it? it's the uh what the the hindrances that you pick up that you have to like manage and deal with are really interesting and uh unpredictable so the, the, those are fun um you know there's it's it's not entirely comfort stuff it certainly helps but we're not, you know, entirely dependent on that. Right. I, I probably play a fair bit more newer things than you do, I think. But a lot of the retro interest that I have is kind of mm, like a re- almost research oriented or like I don't really play it purely for the fun of it necessarily. I'm just curious. You just want to know what, you know what it what I mean? is. Yeah. Yeah, and and I I probably have a, a fascination, or I, I definitely have a fascination with media of that time. I love '80s and '90s movies, '80s and '90s pop culture, and books and TV shows, and and all of that stuff. And because I guess it was what what I was raised on, and it is familiar, it is comfort. Uh, but along with that, even if I wasn't exposed to it at the time, I still like to dig in because you get like a full. Uh, I guess feeling or picture of what those times were like, you know, you you, you kind of stay in that era. So that's probably more like, a, and you're right. This is it's above our pay grade to get into the psychotherapy <laughs> of why we enjoy those things. But um, I do bounce around a little bit. I will say so. I I've enjoyed uh, a lot of a lot of games recently. Uh, you know, Resident Evil Village has been fantastic. I've been playing that a little bit and some of the other new stuff. Um, but I I can't get enough of the clearly the NES and, yeah. and everything from that era because it's there's still stuff there's still stuff to find you, you you say this all the time there's no end to the SNES drunk YouTube channel because there's always going to be like you know ROM hacks and arcade games you didn't know about and yeah. maybe some unreleased stuff and and heck there's even like the the North American catalog of the Super Nintendo you, you still have games left on that thing you've not completely uh, covered on the channel so yeah. we're still going all right well that's a good email, Mike. You got us talking there, so hopefully you get around to playing your uh, one of your Final Fantasy games there soon, and I hope you enjoy it. Yeah, let us know if, what you think of the contrast between Final Fantasy VII Remake and Final Fantasy VII Demake, because that That's would be right. kind of weird to go <laughs> back and forth between the two. Like, if you played <laughs> like a certain section of the NES game and then go back and play the... That'd be a fun way to do it, but... Uh, That's how Musty did it with the... Really? Yeah, well, he didn't do it with the demake though. He did it with the original, oh, with the original. and the remake. Yeah. Oh, that's a. Fun. He should have done all three. He should have really sold out. <laughs> Probably a little too much uh, Final <laughs> Fantasy VII in your diet at that point. It's the best time to be a gamer. 
Every second there's a brand new indie game released, but there are so many of them it can feel overwhelming. That's where the IndieQuest podcast comes in. We build a list of recommended indie games called the Quest Log and celebrate the obscure titles that you should check out. Available everywhere podcasts are heard and on polymedianetwork.com. All right, moving on to the next email, Shmups. And he says, how, how his name isn't Shmups. His name is Robert Auguste de Meyer. And he says, howdy gamers. Alex's video on SNES Shmups. Actually, right here he says Shumps. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, he says it's one of his favorite resources. Oh, thanks. I was wondering, will there be a similar video on G- Genesis shooters? Will Travis make an NES version? What are the five best on the Genesis? What are the five best on the NES? And did anybody you know care about this genre in the 90s? I didn't. Seize the beans, Robert Auguste de Meyer. Robert Auguste. Auguste. It's um, always good to hear from the Auguste. Yeah. Oh, well, just like you were saying, um, the, the the whole reason I made that video on every super nintendo shoot 'em up just like doing 30 seconds bing bang boom it was uh because i wanted to know about them like what's the difference between all these games did some quick and dirty research on each one played you know played like one a day for however long and kind of used that as a a template to make those other videos that i ended up making for each genre robert points out here did anybody you know care about this genre in the 90s and i didn't really there was one dude that i knew that was really really good at uh um top-down shooters like the vertically scrolling like old school like galaga and and stuff like that and space invaders and you know going all the way back to that but um other than other than him, I don't really know anybody that was all that good at those at those games. It was uh, that I always wanted to be good at shoot 'em ups. Mm-hmm. I was always jealous of like people that could finish them because they looked really fun. <laughs> I'm still pretty crappy at them. As answers for the rest other questions here, uh, will there be a similar video on Genesis shooters? Yeah, hopefully one day. Um, as far as the five best on the Genesis, I can't think of five off the top of my head, but Thunder Force 4 is definitely way up there. Thunder Force 3 is definitely way up there. Uh, stuff like Gyrez, Glalancer. Oh, there's one other like re- really good one I'm forgetting. Uh, there's there's other stuff like Steel Empire and Eliminate Down. I'm just going off the top of my head. Um, and if you want a good resource for those, our boy uh, Mega Drive Profile has oh, there a ton of reviews of yeah of those shoes. I don't know if he's put together like a, a compilation as as Robert's alluding to, but uh, that's a guy that knows his shooters and he's actually good at them. Yeah, there you go. What about what about you though? What about you though for for the NES? What's I think we can all agree that what is it? Gunnack is probably Gun the is best one. NES yeah. shooter just because it's it's the performance of it is so clean like there's uh, am I, if i'm thinking of the right game let me let me actually yeah you are yeah with all the carrots and shit yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah and the uh I, i'm a, i have a soft spot for the original gradius i and uh life force and stuff like that i like those what about you yeah i think life force goes on the list uh guardian legend um, oh sure yeah i don't know if uh oh yeah i was uh would legendary wings count too I think it'd count. Yeah, I don't know if it'd be in the top five. It might be. I, I, it's a good question. I, I'm kind of like, uh, I guess Robert in that. I didn't really know anybody in the '90s that liked it. It's not a genre I identify with. I'm intimidated by it a lot of the times. I get real impressed when I beat one. I remember when I beat 1942. I called my dad. I thought he'd be <laughs> impressed. He didn't even know what the game was. I was like, Dad, you're not gonna believe this. And he's like, That's great, son. You know, your grandfather was in World War II. Oh shit! I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to get this started, but no, I was like, I, I'm not great at them, so uh, I'm still digging in. And there's the uh, the carnival. Was it called the carnival collection on the NES? I did a video of those. So like Starship, Hep- Starship Hector, Star Soldier, and Star Force. And I don't think any of those are like really stand out. They they're very like bread and or uh, very you know basic shooters. And I think a lot of them on the NES are. So it, just to throw some out, I think the Guardian Legend, Gun Neck. Um, Life Force, probably 1943. That's that's pretty solid 
one that's a pretty big step step up in a, a decent port and maybe abadox because you got infinite continues and it's just wet gross eyeballs all the time so there you go There's <laughs> yeah, my i remember seeing commercials for abadox back in the day and really? yeah, yeah it looked super cool and i was like why isn't this b- game a bigger deal maybe it's uh yeah it's it needs to be uh revisited a bit uh because uh i did not know it had unlimited continues that sounds d- does it do you start from the same point every time you die or do you remember how that uh, works? I'm putting you on the spot. Yeah, I I think I know. I think you do get. I think there are checkpoints. So, yeah, I think right you on. can. I think every stage has a halfway point. It's tough, but it's really it's not. I mean, the the infinite continues obviously helps. I guess once you once you use your infinite continues and you replay a section a section like a thousand times, it gets easier. Obviously, so I ended up thinking like this game wasn't so bad. But if it had like four continues, I would have probably broken my controller in half and given up on it earlier. So take that for what it's worth. But <laughs> it's fun. It is definitely it's fun even when it's kicking your ass. I think that that is a testament to the game. Oh, there you go. Yeah. And it's made by like Milton Bradley or something. It's not like a shoot 'em up pedigree. It's really strange, huh? Or published by I don't know. Well, when when is your uh, your shmups all encompassing shmups video or shumps video coming out? <laughs> I you know I don't do a lot of those because I feel like I need to play every game in the genre to then have a list of the top ones, and and I'm really far from doing that. So I don't know. It'll probably be a long time from now. I I do think one day. I'll get around to that being like a pretty regular video format for me because I like the idea of ranking games like that. I just don't know enough about the all the games on the system just yet to confidently rank a top five. So one day, though. One mm. day. Good question, though. I love talking about shoot-em-ups, especially because I'm awful at them, and I'm sure everyone appreciates my take on a genre I'm bad at. <laughs> well, you don't have to rank them. You just have to, you know, uh, just say what the game is and then be like i sucked at this game i was good at this game (laughs) just a reference for yourself yeah Yeah, when i when i eventually go through and fail at most of them and beat a couple i'll i'll do the rundown of like all right nest friends experience with the following shoot 'em ups and it's just a picture of gun knack great and then a picture of uh abadox Mm, stuff picture of captain skyhawk it lasts four minutes (laughs) god that game i was awful at i had to use a lot of save states to get through that one gotta aim your plane in the little tiny hole Ugh, yeah that that's Mm. not not good times and of course the well actually crowd in in the comments they're like this game i beat this game when i was seven days old just (laughs) still in the hospital whatever (laughs) They actually named me Captain Skyhawk because my original name was Zach, but I beat Captain Skyhawk while I was after I was born, and then the doctor changed my name to and so my name is now Captain Skyhawk. My family still calls me Zach, but my birth certificate says Captain Skyhawk. Captain Skyhawk, yeah, All easy right. game, easy. Game. <laughs> uh, our next email is titled Confession. Dun dun dun, Confession, and it's from it's from our our boy Rob Ring of the classic getting podcast he says i have a confession if you didn't gather from the title of the email a few months ago i did an experiment to see if i could hack your email section out of pure curiosity and boredom i wanted to see if i could break ahead in the email line i should note that all of my emails were genuine thoughts or questions that i wanted to post to you guys but i simply framed them in certain ways to see if i could jump to the front of the line like a jerk ass jerk to accomplish this i attempted the experiment via three methods. First, mentioning something directly news-related. The thought was that you would feel they were old and irrelevant if they kept their rightful place in line. This method failed. Number two, mentioning something as a direct response to something you guys said on the show. The thought was that you guys would be afraid that the email would lose its context if kept in its rightful place in line. This method failed. Number three, mentioning something as a direct response to something that someone said in an email, same as logic number two. This method failed. I have to commend you on your email section's resilience to my penetration testing. Actual email question time. What is the dumbest name of a 90s song you can think of? Mine is Frustrated Incorporated. Keep up the good work. Rob. And he also, he threw out a second email that says this email is just for Alex. Alex, did you hear Travis like Shinmu? 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 Shinmui? Shinmu? I don't know why I said it wrong three times. Alex, did you hear Travis like Shinmu? 
Rob Rink. So there you go. I like Shinmu. That's my confession. I think Shinmu's fine. It's fun. Uh, but what's what's the dumbest uh, name of a '90s song that you can think of? I don't know. Fr- frust- frustration Incorporated is pretty freaking stupid. <laughs> that's that's a high bar. He said, uh, "I I I I can't come up with uh, something off the top of my head with with uh, any anything better than that." Um, I'm sure Stabbing bad. Westward or or one of those bands have uh, something really dumb that's uh, not quite as... Uh, I- I'm looking at their... Ca- they're always like one of the first bands I think of when it comes to 90s and like lame. <laughs> not to say they don't have some good songs, because they do. Some of say, I like that like- one song. I can't remember the name of it, but... <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, it, that was like peak freaking coattail 90s type stuff where it's like hey we kind of sound like nine inch nails oh yeah save yourself that's that's that stabbing westward song well there's yeah that former. got used that got used to death like i remember it got used as like a bumper music for i want to say it was like sunday night football or something like that mm-hmm. it was that that song was everywhere for a while i know that uh collective soul had a song called precious declaration that just seems like a lot of syllables for no good reason <laughs> um <laughs> I don't know, Stone yeah. Temple Pilots feels like they would probably have some some just oh yeah I'm sure they do yeah weird it's, uh, especially as the further along they got in the 90s I only have uh, purple and core on my computer like so Interstate Love Song uh, that's not that bad you don't think so okay no all right well I guess Frustrated Incorporated is going to take the cake here I don't think we what can about Kitchenware and Candy Bars that's pretty lame I hate that what is that. That's 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 a Stone Temple Pilot song. It's on the same album as uh, Interstate Love Song. Oh, hmm. Does that is that? Uh, I think Frustration Incorporated is just as dumb. Yeah, Frustrated Incorporated. It actually rhymes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Anyway, Rob, uh, thanks for commending our uh, diligence and our resilience to your penetration testing. <laughs> and feel free to to test again. Sometime soon, wink, wink. Yes, please. Next, we've got uh, episode re-episode 61. <laughs> this is perfectly, I thought it was perfectly a perfect tie to Rob's, yes. Yeah, we, we don't <laughs> fuck around, Rob. We go in order, buddy. We go in order they're received. <laughs> and uh, this one's from Ryan. He says, hola, amigos. I'm sure that by now you've realized, uh, or someone has informed you, that Truth or Consequences New Mexico is named after an old game show. Hosted by Bob Barker, pre-Price is Right, I think. Anyway, I realized that... That's back when Bob Barker had, like, a really nice uh, head of hair. Like, oh, his, yeah. he had, like, the the slick back, uh, really, like, old school, like, 1930s, 1940s, uh, Clark Gable-style hair. I remember seeing him when I was a kid. I was like, wow, that guy's really slick looking. But uh, he goes on to say, anyways, I realized that even though it's not a game show, Drunk Friend would be much more deserving of a place in its honor. Where would you like to see the town of Drunk Friend established? And what form shall your statues take in the town square? So say we're playing like SimCity or something. Yeah, that's exactly yeah, we, how I was picturing this. Yeah, yeah, we, we, mm. we create Drunk Friend and we, we put it... Uh, I don't know what what state are we putting it in? We yeah, putting it thinking, in. Uh, what state sounds good after drunk friend? Like, I oh really, yeah, like phonetically, just like how it flows off the tongue. Yeah, I was, you know, I, if you do alliteration a little bit, you got Delaware, but no, no one wants to have a. You don't want to go to Delaware. Uh, no offense, Delaware. No, no offense, Delaware. I've been through there. I've been through Wilmington several several times. It smells weird. <laughs> And then, you know, I don't know, Cal- Drunk Friend California kind of has a vibe, I guess. Drunk Friend Alaska? Yeah. Drunk Friend, Drunk Friend Michigan? Drunk Friend... Uh, I, I think the, the the goofier the state name, the better. If we did... Uh, I, you know what? Drunk Friend Oklahoma. That Now, that's a good, a good call. I also think that the term Drunk Friend kind of takes on a different vibe, given the context of the state. Like, Drunk, drunk Friend Alaska sounds like... You know, maybe you're on the coast, you got some some fishing boats coming in, some crabbing boats coming in, you got a bunch of drunk friends coming into a bar into Drunk Friend Alaska, and yeah, everybody's and cold and wearing coats. But like Drunk Friend Texas, someone gets shot there every night. 
<laughs> like that's a different vibe all the all together like you know the population's gone down every year for the past like 15 years yeah, <laughs> <It's>, yeah. <laughs> drunk friend florida like if you bring a gator you get half off <laughs> of something that's a college drunk friend florida is a college town it's, yeah. that's where like fiu is and lane kiffin <laughs> coached the, the football team there for a year yeah larry the cable guys is the mayor <laughs> yeah yeah i like this idea and yeah. what what form shall our statues take in the town square what form well, yeah what well, pose I, do you do you do you have a pose you strike is there something that alex does that makes you i put my hands in my pockets a lot he just have That's, that look that'd be cool i just have that look i look i look kind of curmudgeonly unapproachable yeah i could see that kind of kind of that uh you know it's it's that midwestern you know scandinavian thing where it's like do not make eye contact with anybody just look at the kind of look at the ground glance around every once in a while hands in pockets hands in the pockets of your hoodie i should say and you'd be a regular jebediah springfield yeah. <laughs> i think you'd look good pretty call. good yeah your your form though it, it, do you have a does your statue have invisalign is it sponsored by invisalign yeah, it's it's a regular marble statue, but it has a plastic lining around the teeth. <laughs> it is sponsored by Invisalign, given how much money this fucking costs. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I don't know. I think uh, I think I'm just doing I'm just doing the suck it. <laughs> I think that that's. <laughs> I th- <laughs> but I'm right beside you, so you look nonplussed, and I look like well, not uninviting or very well, inviting, depending on how you look. At it. <laughs> well, welcome to drunk friend. I got that's two right. words for you. <laughs> one is yours is i don't care mine suck it yes very good yeah, that's very three good. words fun question yeah it is sorry uh fun question ryan thank you for that one that's a good one all right up next we got uh portables etc this one comes from uh hall of famer steve carlton also known as lefty it's, it's second email from uh a hall of famer which is hall- crazy i, I mean know. we've had david ortiz Mm-hmm. As a guest, we've yep. had Steve Carlton emailing us. I mean, we are a ba- we are destination for baseball fans, um, new and old. With that pedigree, how could Gary Kitchen turn us down? Oh, there you go. Just just let him know. Are you reading this one? Yeah, I'll go ahead and read it. Steve okay. says, "Hey, fellas, love the show. Love you, Steve." <clears throat> he says, "I have a little time to play games these days, but have found portables to be a really good way to squeeze in some game time." It's been fun exploring some of the older portables like the GBA, DS, and 3DS libraries. What are some of your favorite channels for portables? Any thoughts on the Steam Deck? Also, should you run out of material for your respective consoles, what console would you choose next? Or would it be something else entirely? Time to throw some baseballs. Thanks. (laughs) Lefty Steve Carlton. Thanks, Steve. Right on, man. Uh... Thoughts on the Steam Deck. I don't think we've talked about this on the podcast, have we? Have you talked about it on uh, uh, no. other Polykill shows? I, I am. I'm sorry, Polymedia. Oh, <clears throat> yes, Polymedia Network. Uh, <laughs> I've not. I'm I'm so not so much of not a PC gamer that I am mm. scared of the Steam Deck. But it looks cool. It does look cool. I kind of don't really get the point. I thought we just had laptops. <laughs> but I guess those are kind of cumbersome. But... Uh, yeah, uh, it's, I'm not going to get one, but it seems kind of neat. As far as uh, channels, though, for portables, Game Boy. Mm, Game Our Boy. Guy. Yes. He does uh, original Game Boy and Game Boy Color. Um, he's my go-to for for those libraries, uh, especially since he does homebrew stuff and import stuff. So he's uh, he's a go-to for sure definitely be my choice for those as well i do think it's funny uh because he was like exploring some of the older portables and the 3ds was in there and in my head i still don't see the 3ds as old like i i literally just got one like two months ago uh and i'm like yeah the brand new 3ds man i finally got it but like (laughs) it's like 10 years old or something it's crazy yeah yeah it's It's, and nintendo just announced what like six months ago that they're not uh (laughs) <laughs> they're not making stuff for it anymore Aww. so yeah they're only making stuff for the the switch now that exclusively because the switch is the 4ds so that makes sense to me what do you pl- what did you pick up for the 3ds so far uh well i got it 
used like with a little bundle. So it came with some games that I don't so much care about, uh, but I've already played like Scribble Knots and actually I think there's an Adventure Time game. I'm not into Adventure Time, but I hear the game's like not mm. bad. But I, I got like the whatever it is, like the regular ass Mario that comes with it. The Mar- new, is that 3D new, Land? Uh, no, uh, not the three, not, not 3D. 3D Land, but like new Super Mario Bros. 3DS or something. Oh, yeah. gotcha. I'm not. Yeah. I, what, what's your opinion of those games? I'm. I've never been all that excited with them after playing it for like I don't know, gi- giving it a couple playthroughs. Like uh, by playthrough, I mean like you know sitting down with it for like 30 minutes or so. And- <laughs> like after I finish it, th- I find them not to be memorable. Like to the point that yeah. I don't remember their names. Like I could I could even tell you what I just the name of the one I'm talking about. Because it's like New Super Mario 3DS or something. I Is that right? I think it's I don't just know. New Super Mario Brothers on, sure. on 3DS. Uh, yeah, they're very forgettable. That one and the DS one, I don't... Yeah, and their sequels. Yeah, they're, they're just kind of collect-a-thons mm-hmm. where you just go... And the novelty of you know some of the power-ups lasts a, little, a long time, to be fair, because it's pretty sweet to uh, you know be a giant Mario or a giant Luigi for for a while and just like destroy everything in your path that's cool but yeah they they're just kind of not all that exciting and they're really really easy they're really easy yeah i was about to say uh and also got pokemon moon which i probably won't play Uh, Hmm. and one of the castlevanias that i can't remember what the name of it is but i have a castlevania do you have any uh, are those all 3ds or you rocking some DS titles too? Oh, I have some DS, but those were the 3DS ones. I was listening out there for you. Oh, right on. Uh, you gotta get uh, you gotta get Metroid Return or uh, Samus Returns. I do for sure. I do want that, I I, especially if you if you dig Axiom Verge, which I know you do. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, sir. So you'll you'll really love the hell out of Samus Returns. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that. Hell yeah! Um, One of these days, but you know it's funny. He brings up this question. I don't know of anyone that's really dedicated a channel to, and they, they're probably out there. I'm just not aware of them. But to you know, Game Boy Advance, you, you have some Game Boy Advance content, um, but I don't know anybody that's really gone heavy on DS or 3DS. But I would, for the DS especially, I'd be interested because I know there's a lot of shovelware. There's a lot of a lot of games that just are purposefully not for me. Uh, but I bet I bet there's some good stuff in there, and I've just never really dug in. I need someone else. I need a DS drunk to do that for me. So, ha. yeah, if as soon as uh, you know, I'm able to get consistent footage for that stuff. That's uh, true. Whether that's through emulation or whether that's through, uh, uh you know, some sort of plug-in kind of a deal. Uh, you know, what's kind of interesting is I w- I was curious to f- to look and see if there are any YouTubers out there completely dedicated to at least handhelds or something like that. There's not that many. Um, there's, uh, a lot of people reviewing the, uh, system itself. I mean, there's a thousand freaking <laughs> Game Boy Advance, like, here's what it is. It's like, I think I know what it is at this point. <laughs> uh, but, uh, and here's the context of its release and all that. There's like 4,000 videos based on all that stuff, which is okay. Game Boy Advance does have some really truly interesting games that I've never heard of. I remember uh playing Car Battler Joe where it's like this this uh weird kind of like RPG slash racing game slash adventure game where you go around uh racing for money. Uh you know, the ran instead of random battles, you get into like random races. It's really it's really interesting, but it's kind of jank. <laughs> it's definitely creative, but uh yeah, it nice. was. Uh, yeah, there's there's all sorts of stuff out there uh, that you can find if you're looking for Game Boy Advance stuff for sure. And there's definitely enough to support a lot of uh, you know review content as well. I would think. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, just haven't seen anybody you know a trusted source of information that's consistent with the system, which is kind of what I like. I like when someone. You know, it's what drew me to SNES drunk. I'm like, okay, this guy is focusing on the SNES game. So I have a barometer for what all of these reviews are going to be comparative to. Um, so yeah, somebody please, if you're listening, you know, there's a space out there. Get some get some portable reviews for us. Do it. Yeah, do it. For make our good. sake. Make them make good. good. Yeah, and make them, <laughs> don't ramble. Don't point your camera at the at the screen. 
Get some good footage. That's true, I'm, yeah. I'm just yelling at the audience. I don't know what yeah. I'm doing. I mean, our boy Blink from uh, the Polyco podcast does have that set up. It cost him a fortune, but he's able to stream those games, and they look great. But I I don't know how he did it or what he, who he had to bribe. To, so I just know it's possible, but it's not cheap. Yeah, there there is a... Uh, um, there. I, I want to say it costs like 200 bucks the Oof, yeah. connection from 3DS to USB. And then you got to tinker with freaking OBS to get it to read correctly. Maybe that's why I kept saying OBS earlier because I got it confused with uh, <laughs> the software that I use all the time, OBS mm. Studio. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's. I wish it wasn't so expensive. That would be really cool. But uh, I don't know. Maybe one day I'll I'll, I'll grab one of those uh, and I'll be playing enough 3DS or DS games to justify. Uh, getting something like that rather than getting it and just having it sit there and collecting dust is that the uh the answer to the next question then that if you if you did like we were kind of alluding to earlier if you ran out of maybe you didn't run out of games even maybe you just lost interest and you're like i want to try something new what would be another console that you focused on would you jump into the the deep dark waters of the nintendo ds i don't know um i might do like uh you know, because when I think about my own progression as playing video games and stuff like that, I, I got into uh, heavy into DOS uh, oh, PC gaming, yeah. like uh, late 90s, early 2000s. Um, there are some games that I think, uh, and there's some really bad ones too, that uh, were, were pretty interesting at that time, just because they were phasing out the Super Nintendo and it was all playstation saturn n64 and i didn't really care about any of that stuff but um yeah i don't know it might that's that's where my mind first goes um also uh yeah i don't know probably some portable stuff what about you where 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 would nest friend go uh maybe turbo graphics because i think there's a lot of overlap Hmm. there's it's not like a a terribly deep library but um and there's a lot of shared ports between that and the nes it's got some cool stuff on there mainly there's a lot of imports too that stayed in japan yeah that's true that's a good point so stuff like newtopia like i really want to play that that'd be a good excuse to do it and And there's newtopia 2 as well yeah it's more of the more of the same but yeah i've played there those are exactly what you'd expect really just perfectly okay zelda ripoff and i also have a weird fascination with the 3DO. Like, I keep buying and researching 3DO games like one's going to be good or something. Like, I don't know what it is with me. Every one of them I've played has been just off, but in a charming way. So yeah. that maybe the CDI. I don't know. I, I really like a lot of those like fringe consoles that didn't survive because of some <laughs> some stupid decision. And most of the games are just jank ass FMV pointless stuff. But I'm still I still like want to. I want to see it. I don't know what it is. It's like a car wreck or something. I can't stop myself. Yeah, good point. Yeah, the, the um, CDI, it doesn't get much more jank than that because when that was made, it wasn't initially made as a, a gaming system. It was made to just be some sort of interactive mm-hmm. software thing that, you know, basically like a computer that runs, CD, you know, some sort of CD-ROM thing you plug into your TV and... uh. Yeah, it's <laughs> it, the fact that they they tried making it into a video game thing is is kind of goofy, and the the controller that they came up with, uh, not exactly the 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 most intuitive or the best. That's what the the more stuff I play, the more I'm amazed with uh the NES controller design and how they just knew. I, and correct me if I'm wrong, I don't know if there is a uh, controller that predates that, like, just simple rectangle with a D-pad on the left side, buttons on the right, start and select in the middle. Like, how did they know to put the D-pad on the left? Like, and it just works. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I don't think there was anything that really predated it in terms of that. It could have been. Like, I know the Master System had a very similar... Uh, controller but that was a year later right that was like a year later i think like 84 in japan or something like that but yeah like that original famicom controller is 
they just knew. I don't know how they knew, but maybe maybe they stole it from somewhere. But it's uh, it's it's always just kind of made sense. Maybe that's because we we started playing this. Actually, no, because I first started playing Atari Twenty Six Hundred with a, that goofy big ass joystick with one button, and uh, then I, I just it came time to play Mario, you know, at a friend's house or whatever, Mega Man at a, at a friend's house, and it just made sense. It's weird. Yeah. It is weird, yeah. I actually, it's funny. My wife got me a uh, a picture that go. It's in my office, but it kind of would fit better in the game room. It's called the Evolution of the Video Game Controller, and I don't think that it's all inclusive. There are some notable absences, but it goes the Pong thing, like from nineteen mid mid seventies, where you have the yeah. rotating dials on two sides. Then the next one is the Atari joystick, and then the next one is the NES controller, and so. I mean, it seems as though that was kind of the first one to be like, you know, instead of a big ass stick, what if we just put like some <laughs> buttons or like a bunch thumb? of numbers? Like I forget if it's in television or Kali. I think it's in television that has the number. It it, it looks like a a phone basically. Yeah, like the Jaguar tried to bring that back for some reason. The Jaguar was like, remember when <laughs> phones? They just said that. Remember when phones? People were like, stop it, put that down. <laughs> we've moved on. We've we've made a decision. That this is how it should be. You know what's funny, though? I just played a game on the Jaguar that worked great with it. I played Wolfenstein 3D. It's a great port of it because wow. the, key, the keys matter. Uh, first of all, it's it's very polished over the Windows version. It looks very good. Uh, little added graphical uh, impl- you know, flourishes. Uh, they demazified de- a lot of the map, so it's a little more... Or a little more streamlined, I guess. Maybe even an yeah. easier experience, which is why I like it so much. But on the on the phone pad, uh, there's a button for the map. You bring it up because I got the uh, I got it boxed, so I got the little overlay that goes in there that tells me what each button does. And uh, it has three quick save buttons. You just push a button. You, it's like a it's like a safe state. Wow, like, that's fucking cool, huh. right? So yeah, yeah. That's the first time I played a Jaguar game where I was like, okay, that was that thing that worked. Yeah, um, and I don't remember having like a weird hand situation. I think it felt pretty decent overall. <laughs> So, Does yeah. each weapon have its own button as well? No, you got to. I think you push push you start. But the thing about that one though, you, it, it doesn't have as all the weapons. It only has like four or five. So you only you're not cycling a ton like like you uh, would in Doom. But if, yeah. if uh, I do have the uh, Doom, I should try. I haven't played it on that yet, but I should try it. That'd be great if if each number key re- represented a new weapon. I'll have to look into that. Yeah, that's be sweet. <laughs> that's a weird direction to go in for your next video. Uh, what games are surprisingly <laughs> functional with this weird ass Jaguar <laughs> controller? You're like, is this Nest Fred or what? Is this Scott the Waz? <laughs> what is yeah. going on? All right. Well, that's that's it for emails. Well, thank you everyone for the emails. Yeah, thanks so much. We appreciate you. Good emails too, man. I like the, I like the variety. We've we've even got some good ones coming up that we just got today. Um, let's let's shout out uh, Hall of Famer Tim Brown. Uh, oh, from Notre yeah. Dame and the the LA and Oakland Raiders uh, emailed us about baseball. We'll get to that one because we're stubbornly going to go through these in order. We got a good one from John. We got a g- another one from Steve Carlton. The more uh, uh, we just got Hall of Fame. This is the Hall of Fame Drunk Friend mm-hmm. Podcast. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's uh, incredible. yeah, we, we got some great emails coming up. Yep, can't wait. I like how we're. That's how we dangle the carrot for the next episode. We got more emails. <laughs> So if you liked these emails, you've probably submitted more, and we will. Well, you guys are really, folks are really good at coming up with stuff to talk about. So, and we like talking about it. So true, it is true. All right, well, that has been an episode. Let me scroll down so I can read my outro. Uh, That has been an episode. (laughs) Hey, guess what? You can reach out to us with questions or comments at drunkfriendpodcast at gmail.com. We'll respond or, you know, read it here eventually. We just said all this. Sorry, we're slow, but go to polymedianetwork.com if you want to hear more podcasts from us or our crew. We got Tales of the Lesser Medium. We got Petey's Power Hour. We got Polykill. And we got IndieQuest. We got all kinds of podcasts out there. So go check them out. Yeah. And you know what? If you're not interested in sending an email, uh, you should... You know, feel inspired by this podcast. Send us an email. <laughs> we want to talk about you. Um, it's it's not a big deal, though. You, you can just rate and review on a podcast app of your choice, and that'll help us out big time. Big time. You can find us on so- social medias. See, that's see, it's the social. Social. That's the word that gets me with the new Invisalign. Social. social. Oh, gosh. It's social. Social media. 
Uh, <laughs> can you do the voice now? Now that you have braces. <laughs> Is it easier to do the voice? Oh man. Uh uh man, my mouth is so dry right now. On Twitter. I know, mine too. <laughs> I'm at Trav Plays Game, so mine's full of plastic. Uh Alex is of course at Snatchdrunk. And uh you can <laughs> you can find good. us there. You can find us on the Twitters. That's where we are. I did I did a funny I made a meme of Pete Sampras as as Samus and called it Pete <laughs> Samus. So you can look you can look at that masterpiece on Twitter. It was it was it made me laugh really hard just because it was so <laughs> unexpected. And as always, the music you heard in the beginning and can hear right now is composed by our friend Coolor. The track you hear is called Electric Starbounce, and you can find a link to more of his music on the Buzzsprout podcast page. Shout out to Josh Leslie for our thirst-quenching logo. Be sure to catch us on YouTube, and thanks for listening. And we hope you have a great rest of your day. Bye.